It is Sunday, February 5th, 2017. This is U62 The Targ. Let's get it started in here. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, love for the classic NES, all the great movie trailers that came out in the past month, and reminiscing about music stores. This is the February special, a month of holidays. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here. Welcome to the latest installment of the Targ. Here I was just figuring out what to do on this lazy Saturday afternoon, and I was like, you know what? I should make a podcast because at the very least, I've got to get that Christmas one off the main page of my website, so that way I will get with the time. So here we are, start of February now, just kicking back and rambling about life in general. So yeah, Christmas is done. I had myself a pretty good Christmas. I can tell I'm a grown-up now because I got excited over the fact that I got an electric toothbrush. What can I say? I always loved getting electronics for Christmas, and even an electric toothbrush, something with an instruction manual, is something that gave me joy. Sadly, though, I did not get the one thing that I'd really wanted electronics-wise, and that is the hottest toy this past Christmas, the NES Classic. You heard of these, right? Nintendo made a Nintendo half size of the original NES, and it came preloaded with 30 classic NES games. Now, I've heard people talking about it online. They're like, oh, well, that's just stupid, you know, because obviously they don't know about emulators or the virtual console on the Wii or anything like that. But you know what? They're for people like me, people high on nostalgia who never had a Nintendo when I was a kid. I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast. I know I tell it on the air every Christmas as a warning to all the kids out there as to why they have to be good for Santa. But when I was a kid, I screwed myself out of my chance to get a Nintendo. So there we were, the early 1990s. Christmas is right around the corner. Mom started dropping the hint, you know, Santa's thinking about bringing you kids a video game console for Christmas, but he can't decide if he should bring you a Nintendo or a Sega. I wanted a Nintendo. As far as I cared, Nintendo was the biggest video game console of that era. Whenever we rented a video game console from the corner store on a rainy afternoon, we would always rent a Nintendo. All my friends had Nintendos. All my cousins had Nintendos. I was always playing Nintendo over at their place. We had to get a Nintendo. But my brother, on the other hand, he decided he had to get a Sega. We had to get a Sega. My brother was all into the uh, military aircraft when he was a kid, and he had fallen in love with the Sega flight simulator afterburner. So we had to get a Sega so he could get his afterburner fix. So my brother and I, we started having a debate. What was better, Nintendo or Sega? The debate started getting rather heated. It turned into an argument. 
And as the argument was about to devolve into a fist fight, mom went, hey, 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 if you're going to be like this, Santa's not bringing you any video games ever. And that's how I screwed myself out of getting a Nintendo. That's okay. I had a job. I was a paper boy back when that was still a thing. So I saved my paper route money and I bought myself a Game Boy because that was the hot new Nintendo console at the time. But still, part of me always wanted a Nintendo. And so that's why I am still looking for an NES Classic. As always, I got a Best Buy gift card for Christmas. So last time I was in the city, I swung by Best Buy and I was like, you have them back in stock yet? And they're like, nope, sorry, dude. So I'll keep going and I'll keep asking. Granted, I could probably go online to Kijiji and find one for like $500, but at that price, I may as well just go down to a used video game store and buy a Nintendo console proper. So, yeah, if you hear of a place that hasn't been stocked, let me know because I still want my NES Classic so I can finally have a Nintendo. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. I did spend some of my Christmas money on new electronics, though. Finally broke down and upgraded my cell phone. My iPhone 4S, it's uh, lasted me pretty well for the past few years, but absolutely everything on that phone was starting to run slow and get awfully glitchy, so I knew it was time to upgrade. I've been talking about it on my blog for most of 2016, so finally bit the bullet and did it, went down to the Telestore and upgraded my iPhone 4S to an iPhone 6S. And I'm kind of playing with it right now when I should be talking to you because I'm finding neat things to tell you about my phone. I'm not going to lie. One of the main reasons why I had to get a new phone was because the iPhone 4S was not capable of running Pokemon Go. So for the past three weeks now that I've had my new phone, I've been out there playing Pokemon Go. And I tell you, it's just I go for long walks anyways because, you know, being on the radio, you pretty much do sit on your butt all day behind a microphone. So I try to do a little bit of something to stay active. And right now, Pokemon Go, it's just something fun to do when I'm out on my walk. I'll be cruising and, ooh, there's a Pidgey. Oh, there's another Pidgey. My God, there's a lot of Pidgeys around here. So, yeah, I'm the Pidgey King right now. And so, yeah, it's just fun. Having a lot of fun with that. Uh, I haven't won any gym battles, though. I mean, that's the uh, sad thing about this, right? You know, because Pokemon Go really was the big fad back in July. So everybody was playing it all throughout July. And so now everybody is like level 5,000. And here I am just level 10 still starting out. So yeah, I'm still kind of getting into it. And through this, I'm kind of rediscovering a lot of the entire Pokemon franchise. And with this new phone, I actually paid money for an app. You know, I got my first smartphone, a BlackBerry, way back in 2009. I have yet to find an app that was worth dropping the 99 cents for, but I finally did, and I decided to treat myself to it when I got this new phone, and that is the official Doctor Who Sonic Screwdriver app. It is a bit of an augmented reality thing. Uh, Basically, I can hold the Sonic Screwdriver over top of anything around me, and then I hit the button, Well, I have it open right now. I'm going to hit the button for you. There you go. That's the sound of the sonic screwdriver. Actually, the free version, all you get is the 12th Doctor sonic screwdriver. But the paid version, you get every sonic screwdriver in the history of the show. Uh, What you just heard there, that was the Master's laser screwdriver. So, yeah. Let me switch it here. There we are, the 11th Doctor sonic screwdriver. 
I don't know if you can hear the sounds, but yeah, it is practical too. It also serves as a QR code reader. And when you turn on the sonic screwdriver, it turns on the flashlight as well. So yeah, it's fun. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, with my new phone, I really am annoying the five people who follow me on Snapchat because I can use filters now without the phone crashing. So if you're following me on Snapchat, you've no doubt woken up to a few crazy pictures because I seem to only do it when I'm doing the morning show at like 5 a.m. So yeah. I got a new phone, having a lot of fun with that. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. Actually, another part of the reason why I had to sit down and do a podcast is this past January, they released a lot of brand new trailers, and a lot of them are for movies coming out in March. And I tell you, March looks like it's going to be an insane month for movies. It's got so many blockbusters in it, it's almost like July. So many movies coming out in March. The first one that kind of caught my eye was the new trailer for the Power Rangers reboot. The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers. Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Is this some kind of joke? We're talking to a wall. Power Rangers were a legion of warriors. You must become those warriors. It's morphin' time. I watched that trailer and I just can't stop laughing. I haven't seen Power Rangers taken that seriously since the fanfic I wrote in high school. I mean, this is like a serious grown-up Power Rangers. It's just absolutely insane. I'm actually kind of excited for this because, you know, when I was a kid in high school and Power Rangers first came on, this is the kind of Power Rangers I would dream of. If Power Rangers would be more like the comic books of the 90s, which were more adult and serious. And the fact that they're actually doing it, that that is just insane. My mind boggles. And speaking of dark, serious superheroes from the 1990s, we also get the trailer for Logan. We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. I need the girl. What girl? No. 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 She's like you. Very much like you. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. That's also coming out in March. As we all know, very bittersweet because that's going to be Hugh Jackman's swan song as Wolverine. Uh, Basically, Logan, he's now old. He's hiding out on the New Mexico border with an Alzheimer's-ridden Professor Charles Xavier. They're just kind of spending a quiet existence, living out the last of their days, when suddenly a young girl with Wolverine's powers shows up on their doorstep, and they have to protect her from shadowy forces. So yeah, it's essentially unforgiven with Wolverine. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, Wolverine ends on a high note. Apparently 20th Century Fox is having serious discussions about what to do with the X-Men franchise now, because while X-Men Apocalypse was good, it was not great, so a lot of people are thinking maybe it's time to do an entire X-Men reboot, start all over. 
You know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, back in the day, the whole reason why the X Men wore the all the um, the black leather suits was because Hollywood was still hurting from Batman and Robin, and it was thought comic book movies were poison. But now that comic book movies have become as accepted as they are, maybe we could do an X-Men franchise that's a lot closer to the comics and maybe a lot closer to the tone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well, even though X-Men won't be rejoining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And of course, all those movies look good, but let's be honest, when the March blockbusters come around, there is one that's going to crush them all. I've come for my father! Come into the light. I will escape, I promise. Look, a girl. Who said that? Hello. You can talk. Hello, of course. It's all he ever does. How lovely to make your acquaintance. Want to see me do a trick? What happens when the last petal falls? The Nastel remains a beast forever. And we become antiques. Oh my god. People are going nuts for the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast. And you can't blame them. Because that trailer looks so good. They captured the look and the tone of the feel of the animated film just absolutely perfectly. Perfectly, And as I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, you know it's going to be huge because we're really starting to hit that sweet spot for 1990s nostalgia. The prime example of that is my sister. When we were kids, Beauty and the Beast came out. She instantly declared it her favorite movie. I'm pretty sure to this day she still regards it as her favorite movie. Back at Christmas time, we were talking about the trailer. I was like, so, you're going to take your kids to it? Am I going to come down this march and we'll take your adorable little girls to it? And my sister was all like, screw my kids. That's my ladies' night movie. That's what I'm going out with all my friends. I don't want to have to look after my kids when I'm enjoying the film. So, yeah, Beauty and the Beast is going to be huge. We got the 90s nostalgia. People who grew up with the original are hungry for it. So, yeah, Beauty and the Beast definitely going to be the biggest film this March. U62 The Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al. It's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at chaosinabox.com. And now it's time for the song of the show. Something kind of sad about this song for the show. This comes off of what will probably be my last album that I bought at HMV. I'll talk more about that after the song, but here is the Guardian of the Will Suite from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story.
We kind of knew that Michael Giacchino would be doing the music for a Star Wars movie eventually because he's about the only composer still in Hollywood doing the big, gigantic, John Williams style, everybody gets a theme style of movie scoring. And he's already done pretty good John Williams soundalikes with his music for Jurassic World and Super 8. So yeah, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I really like his soundtrack for it there. Uh, the Guardian of the Will Suite, which is what you just heard, in Rogue One, that kind of takes the place of John Williams' The Force theme, whenever someone starts talking about The Force. So yeah, uh, long story short, I liked Rogue One, but I didn't love it, but I did cry tears of nostalgic joy at the end when Darth Vader showed up and started wrecking shit. That was awesome. But yeah, I mentioned in the intro that this is probably the last album I will buy at HMV. Uh, when I was out Christmas shopping, I stopped in at HMV. I bought the Rogue One soundtrack. also bought another Michael Giacchino star soundtrack, the soundtrack for Star Trek Beyond. And yeah, those will probably be the last albums I buy at HMV because, as was announced about a week ago, HMV has decided to shut down all of its Canadian locations. So the one I always frequented, the one in West Edmonton Mall, I don't know if it's still going to be there next time I go into the city. And this really is a sad day for the Canadian music industry because HMV really was the last big music store chain. I know they've been trying to adapt to the times. They've had more DVDs, more Blu-rays. They've been bringing in a lot more merchandise, you know, like your Hot Topic kind of stuff, you know, your Funko Pops and... Walking Dead merchandise and Doctor Who merchandise and stuff like that. But I guess it just wasn't enough. And so, yeah, that just got me reminiscing about the HMV in West Edmonton Mall. I remember when its current location opened up in 1999, it was one of those stores that was considered revolutionary. When it first opened up, a lot of the uh, store was divided up into rooms. For example, I was really into country music at the time. They had the country music room. It was like a store within the store. Nothing but country music in there. They had country music playing on the speakers. They had their own clerk in there who could help you out with country music. They had rooms like that for electronic dance music and rap. And that was just part of the charm of HMV. And then upstairs they had a listening lounge where you could kick back, relax, and enjoy some of the new songs that had come out. And I remember in those lazy, hazy days after college when I was figuring out what to do next in life, that listening lounge was a popular meeting place where I'd meet up with my friends and then we'd head out for a night on the town. Well, a night on the town back in those days usually meant a movie and a burger down in the food court. But yeah, so, yeah, HMV is gone, and then I'm just thinking about all the other music stores that used to be in West Edmonton Mall. You know, down in the food court, there's an eyeglass place. That used to be Music World. I used to buy a lot of stuff at Music World, especially when I really started getting into movies because I was a snob about aspect ratios, and Music World was the first place I saw that had a dedicated widescreen section. And yep, Sam the Record Man, one of the more famous Canadian music store chains, they used to have a location in West Edmonton Mall. Uh, they were where Chapters currently is. I didn't shop at Sam the Record Man that much. I found them to be a little more expensive than HMV. And I was talking about HMV's current location, its original location, 
was where Victoria's Secret currently is. And that's where I bought a lot of albums and movies in high school and college. And it was just a fantastic store. HMV actually used to have two locations in West Edmonton Mall, if you can believe that. There was that one where Victoria's Secret uh, currently is. And there was one over in Phase 1, if I remember right. It was over by Sears. Yeah, Pretty much if the big main location didn't have it, that smaller location would have it. I'll never forget that smaller location. In there, in my first couple years in high school, I ran into the girl I had a crush on in junior high. We made awkward small talk about how each other had grown, and that was the last I ever saw of her. Crazy, crazy, man, crazy. So, yeah, the record store really is about to be a thing of the past. And you know what? I will admit, I'm part of the problem. Ever since I got my first smartphone, I've been buying pretty much anything off of iTunes. And I'm discovering Spotify and the online streaming music services. So, yeah, it's kind of sad that uh, these changes are coming. But anyways, I'm about rambled out, so I think this will do for some content to at least get that Christmas podcast off the main page of my website. So I'll head off now and enjoy the rest of my weekend. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been The Targ. I'll see you when I see you. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. It's a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.